Guys, good morning, healthy Monday, and welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are going to talk about canceling our circus, canceling the the monkey brain, the craziness um, in our lives that we may be responsible for unknowingly, um, and also just kind of reworking certain things or, or taking... Um, mindful moments to slow down and really observe what it is that we're doing, what it is that we're cultivating, um, what it is that we're experiencing. So we could just slow down and eventually cancel this circus that we are constantly taking from place to place because it's not a good circus. (laughs) And if you like what you're listening to and you haven't done so, it would mean a great deal if you leave a review subscribe to this podcast um leave a comment let 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 people know what you like about it because that's how the podcast grows that's how it gets to a bigger and wider audience and that's how we just spread the word so if you haven't done so pause now hit like or hit review um if you're on spotify you can review it itunes definitely just tap that little review button and um, Amazon Music, I believe, too. So, yeah. Um, Patreon, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, head on over to Patreon. The link is in the bio. If you want to get the coloring book, it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Guys, I'm blanking out today. And that's about it. I'll leave the links for you guys in the, in the bio. But beyond that... We're going to get into it, all right? Grab some water, grab a pen and paper. If you're driving, just put on your seatbelt and stay tuned. How's it going? Healthy Monday or healthy day whenever you're listening to this. Um, how's it going? How was your How was your Thanksgiving holiday? Um, is there anything in particular that you are grateful for besides your health? <laughs> like I say, I always stress that enough. Um, or I stress that a lot, the, the throwaway in terms of gratitude. You know, what are you grateful for? People say my health. And it's like, okay, well, how are you taking care of your health? Are you just grateful that you made it another day? (laughs) You know, I think it's important to understand what gratitude truly is, what it looks like, what it feels like on you. Because if you're sincere and intentional about your gratitude, I feel like it just offers in a lot more. Um, It ushers in a lot more in your life in terms of um, what else to be grateful for, right? And practical gratitude and realistic gratitude is very different than surface gratitude, like the throwaway. Oh, it's, you know, grateful for my health and my family. It's like, well, do you talk to your family? 
do you take care of those relationships? Um, <laughs> right? Like, do you take care of the things that you're grateful for? It's important to just slow down, I think, in terms of, like, the things that we talk about and what we say and how we present ourselves. And I've been learning that, too, you know, for me. Um, that's what this episode is going to be about. Because there were there were a lot of things that I, I thought about bringing to you guys um, for this episode. But I think one of the biggest ones for me recently was, and I've talked about it on previous episodes, it's just like really settling into putting a lot of things down, a lot of things, whether it's a mindset, whether it's a complex, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a, um, mm, a lack of something, like a lack of boundaries, you know, or a lack of kind of like speaking up, uh, you know, to keep the peace. There's there's a lot. And when you think about all the things that we carry around, it almost is a circus, right? Monkey brain. You know, monkey brain is just like it's all cylinders are always firing and it's just crazy. You know, you're you're constantly running a script of a million and eight things of what you gotta do, who you have to be what someone else is doing, how that affects you, are you responsible, um, rinse, wash, repeat, right, it, it becomes this very cyclical thing, and it's like, you're existing in the world, but in your head, it's a whole nother world altogether that you don't even have a grasp on, you're just kind of like, you're in the passenger seat, so, last week, and the week before, lately, actually, um, I've definitely centered on the importance of communication in my relationships like, and how it's a necessity for me, just in terms of how I function, how I move. I really, really value clear communication. And I'm talking about practical communication. Because there's that element of communication people talk about when it comes to you setting a boundary or stepping away from a relationship or anyone. And people are like, well, you didn't communicate or you should have communicated or you need to communicate or what about communication? And it's like, well, in those as, like instances, comprehension is a top priority. And that's where I've kind of been. Um, communication, comprehension, and consistency. Those have been... Those have been my big three lately. Communication, comprehension, consistency. Um, four, you know what? Conviction. Let's add conviction in there. The four C's. Um, and just really doing my best to rid myself of my own chaos, you know, for lack of a better word. My own chaos, you know, what that looks like. In Isaiah's mental world, what that looks like. Um and the chaos usually stems from inconsistency, um, horrible communication, <laughs> a lack of comprehension, and not too much conviction. So the very things that I'm looking for are rooted from the very things that I've been lacking. And um, when you when you slow down, when you slow down, you can kind of understand a little bit more. And I'll, I'll use an, ex, uh, an example, uh, two examples. So, you know, for starters, I was trying to set up an appointment with, with someone and 
you know, I hadn't heard from from them, so I was like making it a point to follow up via email, phone, the best modes of contact that I knew to just be like, hey, you know, just letting you know, just keep you updated. This is what's going on with me, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't hearing anything back. And the default is like, oh man, I must have done something wrong. Meanwhile, there's absolutely nothing I could have done wrong. This is one of those relationships where it was more of a professional relationship versus like anything else. <laughs> and even on a personal level, it still wasn't anything I was doing wrong. Um, so I was like, okay, let me try one more time, one more mode of contact. And I was like, hey, hope everything's well. Been trying to get a hold of you. Um, you know, to see if we can meet, whatever. Finally, they got back to me. And in that moment, they finally reached back out. And um, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, let's let's definitely set something up. I was like, all right, cool. And then I didn't hear from them again until like the next day. So within this time, the the, the reason I bring this up is because within this time, when we are waiting for responses from other people and we are the type of people that feel like that get a little anxious or the monkey brain starts to starts to go when the response doesn't come. It's like immediately if you're a fixer or you have been responsible for other people's feelings and behavior or you felt you were made to be responsible for other people's feelings and behavior, you immediately default to, well, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Why is this happening? Something's going on. Something's wrong. I need to fix this. It was an opportunity for me to not do that. Because instead of me going into the the circus, right, you know, being the ringleader walking into this pit of lions and elephants and they're all in the same spaces and they're not supposed to be in the same spaces, I kind of stopped for a second and I simply asked myself, Isaiah, did you do what you were supposed to do? Did you make an effort? Did you try to communicate? And all the answers were Yes. I was like, well, then there's nothing else you can do. And I said that to myself multiple times because it doesn't just work once, right? (laughs) You know, pattern behavior is pattern behavior, and it doesn't just kind of change overnight because now you're aware of it. But because you're aware of it, you can now kind of stop yourself. So that's what I did. I was like, you know what? I tried. I tried multiple times. I probably tried more than I had to. Um... But I, I, I made my effort and I put it on the other person and they finally got back to me. And when we finally met in person, we talked about it and uh, they were like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Just been, been bombarded with a bunch and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, what? no, it was actually a good it was it was good for me because what it forced me to do was to not feel the need to fix, to not try to remedy this situation when in actuality it wasn't up to me to remedy. See, the funny thing is, is sometimes we fail to understand or we over, we, what's, what's, we overplay our role, um, but also too, we, we fail to realize we are not as capable or in control of things as we think we are. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's, how am I trying to say this? You're not that special. <laughs> you don't have these superpowers that makes you responsible and makes you an all-knowing and that makes you 
capable of controlling everything and anyone around you. And I don't mean control in a malicious way. What I mean is that you are trying to always make sure that everything is running smoothly so you don't hit any bumps in the road, right? Or so you don't feel, um, so everybody feels okay with you. Everybody feels okay in your presence. And in doing that, your need to people please, right? You need to constantly show up and be the consistent one. You kind of create this circus within yourself because what you're failing to realize you're doing is you are taking on the responsibility of other people. And because you're taking on more responsibility, you are now adding more animals to your circus. You keep adding more animals to your circus. Foreign, like foreign species, like rare species, like animals you've probably never even seen before. But you're adding them to your circus because you feel like, well, this is my show. So I have to take whatever I can get, right? Or it's here. Okay, I have to figure out somewhere to fit it in. I have to put it in. Like it has to be here, I guess. It's here. It's my responsibility. It's my job to take care of all these animals. And it's not. And obviously people, I'm not referring to people as animals, although they behave like that. Well, we are animals. But uh, (laughs) in terms of being feral and just wild and crazy, what I mean is that there comes a point in time where you have to slow down and ask yourself, what is mine? What is mine in this? What am I trying to take on? What am I trying to, you know, prove to everybody? Hey, I got it. I can fix this. Don't worry about it. Um, I got this. You don't, you don't have to lift a finger. Sometimes we, we underestimate people's capacity to be responsible, people's capacity to be held accountable. Um, especially when it comes to us, right? I've in the past, Um, even earlier this year, I'll be real with you. There was this moment where I was feeling the need to kind of do everything I possibly could to sustain connections. And what I realized it did nothing. Here's something I learned is that people are going to be who they're going to be. People are going to do what they want to do. And it doesn't matter in theory what you do to try to like, do damage control. Someone's behavior is not up to you. How you respond to it is up to you. But someone's behavior, initial behavior, has nothing to do with you, right? So even when we talk about like family around the holidays, you know, somebody saying or doing something that's kind of off the cuff and you know that makes you feel a certain way. How do you prevent yourself from being um, hooked Right. How do you how do you keep that fish hook out of your mouth and from being, you know, dragged along? You stand still and you get in the habit of asking yourself questions. One. What will this engagement do for me? Like how will this benefit me? Because a lot of times it's like it's a situation that leaves you feeling like just empty, drawn out, exhausted, angry, right? Um, sometimes afraid, 
it leaves all these negative feelings. And you now have something else to add to your circus because now you're chewing on that thing, right? And that's just another thing to add to the list. Um, asking yourself, what is mine, right? Asking yourself, what is mine? And I really had to do that this year because there were a lot of instances, and I, I, I don't exaggerate this, where in my relationships, people had done some weird shit. <laughs> and by weird, I just mean, like, what the hell did I miss? And why? Why why would you do that? Or, you know, what? literally, what, what did I miss? What did I do wrong or what did I not do? And then I realized it had nothing to do with me. And it still has nothing to do with me. And because I recognize that component, I've been able to put down a lot of relationships and I've been able to put down a lot of um, components that I'm in relationship with, negative components, because it's not mine. If you are focused on the work that you do, the work that you are responsible for versus doing the work for other people, things start to feel a little bit different. You are now more cognizant of who you are and you are able to observe what's happening around you. Like I said, even when it comes to like communication, that's a big one for me, right? So if I make an attempt to communicate with someone and I notice that there's a pattern of poor communication on the other end, Asking myself, okay, what is important? What is my responsibility in this right now? What what am I in control of fixing? Um, obviously, I could communicate about the poor communication, right? But even in itself, if the <laughs> if there's a pattern of poor communication, then that is cognizant of somebody's pattern versus just an instance, right? An isolated incident. So in my, in my awareness of that, asking myself, what am I in control of? I'm in control of how much I invest into this relationship moving forward because I understand that the mutuality in terms of priority isn't really there. So sometimes, a lot of times, you have to be willing to give in the same amount that you get. And sometimes that's nothing. I'm going to be real with you. Sometimes that is nothing. And you'll have to do that for a while. It is not always permanent, but in the meantime, you would have to do that. Like for me, I know in this season, I'm like, I being that I don't have much to give, I cannot give the little that I have to spaces that are not going to really take care of it because it's currency. So now it's like I have to reevaluate and also pivot. And that's okay. Um, we have to ask ourselves if we keep ourselves busy with chaos and drama because it gives us something to do. And also it keeps us from dealing with the stuff that we actually have to deal with. You know, I've realized it's like a lot of times it, people keep conflict going in their relationships because it gives them something to chew on. 
right? It gives them something to work on. And it diverts them from having to work on themselves. What I've understood for me is I don't like chaos in my relationships. (laughs) I don't enjoy it. So if I'm responsible for that chaos, there are things I have to work at. And sometimes the chaos that I'm creating is simply me feeling the need to constantly be the everything or be the um, the responsible one, the fixer in the relationship while people walk around my house with their shoes on, right? Um, and I'm not saying like this is like I'm never wrong because that would be an oversight, you know. Um, that would definitely be an oversight. But to say that I'm very intentional is a whole different ballgame. So what I've been working on doing is canceling my circus. And sometimes that looks like removing some animals from my circus, packing up my circus, right? Not, not, not going on at all. And just saying, hey, I'm not doing this today. I'm not doing this circus today. <laughs> I don't want to do this circus today. Or I don't want to do this circus anymore. And you can start small. You know, the 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 main component to understand is that it's not going to be um, an overnight miracle that you're just now, you're free from your, your pattern behavior, you're free from toxic relationships, etc. But you have guidelines you have things to be mindful of if you're a fixer the likelihood is you constantly make excuses for other people's poor behavior and you do damage control all the time in your relationships you're always sought out to be the mediator the fixer the therapist the helper all these things and meanwhile you are left cleaning up also you're left to clean up you're you're present to fix And you still have your own stuff that you have to work through. So it gets to the point where you have to double down and you have to be responsible for your peace. Right? Because the fixers can also develop some level of resentment. Um, I'm going to be real with you. It's not healthy and noble to be the fixer. Let's just make that clear, because what you are doing in the in the modality of trying to fix other things and other people and and be the everything for everybody, you lose yourself one, but also you're breaking yourself into pieces and these pieces are getting kicked around because they're not even being taken care of. So like you are single handedly creating situations where you are not at your best because you're trying to do the best and be the best for someone and you don't even know what that is. Not everything is up to you, right? Not everything is up to you. And it's okay to understand I don't have the capacity to do all these things. Just try this week. Um, And I'm really trying to give you guys like intentional homework because um, I know when I post videos on, on TikTok, I get pushback and people are like, well, how do I do this? Or, but what about this? Or what about this? It's like, well, Here's a cheat code. Slow down. (laughs) Or here's a cheat code. Try doing what I'm saying. You know, you have to give yourself opportunity to try things different. 
Because, you know, let's say I do say, all right, we'll do this. And they're like, well, no, it's not that easy because family, because it's like, okay, so you just asked me how, how to go about doing this. And then I told you, and then you're like, well, no. So it's like, you have to want to change. You know, if your identity is wrapped up in being the fixer, being the helper, being the one that's always ready to take on any and everything, you have to ask yourself why. Why do you feel that way? Is that the only way you feel like you get attention? Or is that the only way you feel like you're being valued if you are doing for others at the expense of yourself? Be honest. Do you feel like you're only worth as much as you're willing to work? Do you feel like you're only worth as much as you can offer? Um, and see how that feels. You know, ask yourself those questions. Because even that is a change in behavior. Once you start asking yourself questions and getting getting a little bit more aware of why you do the things that you do, it changes things. Like I said, I'm a fixer. I've always been that way. But I've been working on putting a lot of things down. Why? Because the result ended up being me having to fix something else I didn't want to fix when it came to me. Um... Even some relationships, like I said recently, I put down because I'm like, well, there are certain choices that this person made that they made for them um, at my expense. And I mentioned it wasn't really taken serious. They said that they thought I wasn't being serious. And I was like, okay. So clearly, even when I communicate again, even when I communicate, there's not always the level of comprehension necessary. And that's not my job to fix. I cannot will someone into um, comprehending or seeing where I'm coming from. My goal is to not be understood. My goal is just to be clear, right? Clear on my end. Make sure I'm being responsible for what I am responsible for. That's my Actions, my effort, my intentions, my conviction, my consistency, um, my sincerity, all of those things I'm responsible for. I can't leave it up to other people. Like, people are going to do what they do. You know, people are going to do what they do, but that is not your circus. So when it comes to family and it's like hard to deal with family or whatever the case may be, one of the things I've kind of said to myself is like, at this point, I'm a grown ass man. No one can hurt me <laughs> and no one's going to abandon me. So even if I'm kind of holding my tongue on certain things, I do understand that if I say what I feel and there's pushback, what now? We do the dance and then we don't. But the end goal is like, I'm not looking for anything from the other person. I'm just looking to take care of myself. And sometimes what that looks like is me remove myself from a relationship. As much as relationships have conflict or like differences in it, there is a difference between endurance and effort. Okay. Effort feels like a mutual um presence and persistence from both parties like both people are making it clear hey i value this relationship i'm gonna do my best to take care of it i may slip or i may fall by the wayside but overall i will keep showing up to this relationship because i value it and i want you to know that endurance feels like 
have to show up for this relationship because this person may get upset or um, I don't want to rustle any feathers or um, I feel like I'm losing this person. So let me remind them that I exist. Let me see if they have the capacity to love me. Let's see if they want to love me. That's what endurance is. Endurance is you reminding somebody that the relationship is there versus them actually seeing it. And I've got out of the habit of doing that. And instead, I've observed and just taken in stock. What what are people doing? What are they showing? What are they exhibiting in terms of their behavior and their um, responsibility in this relationship? What does that look like? Do I feel taken care of? Do I not feel taken care of? All right. What's my job in this? Because if I have a job in it, I'm going to take care of that job. If I don't, I step back. And that's been, it's been weird for me. Like I said, it's it's been very weird. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable. And sometimes the circus still goes up and the show starts. But overall, I've been slowing down and I've been putting things down. And when I tell you it's been such a big help, because now what happens instead of me cleaning up somebody's poor behavior, it gets left there. It gets left there. And if they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong, then yeah, maybe we'll have that talk. But it's not going to be a consistent conversation about the same thing. We'll have the talk, be clear, and then we move on. You know, sometimes you have to ask yourself, am I keeping the peace because I have a fear of losing this relationship. If <laughs> if I speak about what bothers me, do I fear that I run the risk of ruin this, ruining this relationship? Ask yourself that. If I say something doesn't feel good for me, what does that mean for the relationship? And if that is the case, either that's my trauma I need to work through, because that's not always true, or that's an indication that this relationship is not worth holding on to. Close down your circus, guys. It's okay. <laughs> Especially if you're the only one working it, and all these animals keep coming, and you're like, where the hell is this animal? I didn't have this animal before. Why is it here now? I don't even know how to feed it, Right? Being mindful of your mental is monumental, okay? You just got to take your time. You really have to take your time. And like I said, life will kind of put you in situations sometimes where you don't have the energy, the bandwidth to be any and everything for everyone else. And sometimes it's okay to allow people to show up for you. If they don't show up, that's information. Then that reminds you, okay, this is a relationship I really don't have to prioritize that much anymore. Sometimes, like I said, we have to give people room to show us where they want to be in our lives versus forcing people into positions they're not qualified for. That's part of the circus because what happens is you put somebody in a certain space and then they're not the thing that you expected or they're not being who you hope that they would be. And now you're driving yourself crazy. You know, you're frustrated. 
resentment could potentially build. Or you're just confused. Give people room so you can have space. This is your circus. You could cancel it at any time. <laughs> and I promise you, you're going to be fine. Right? I promise you, you will always be fine. Take care of yourselves. Um, like I said, after you listen to this episode, um, hit the review button, hit the subscribe button, uh, tell the world what you like. Um, like I said, it helps a lot. It really does help a lot that you guys leave these reviews and, um, we're just trying to level up out here. Um, I think that's it. I really think that's it. I just want you guys this week to put one thing down. Or stop feeling the need to fix. Whenever you have that moment of like urgency to fix something that you may not be responsible for, I want you to slow down. And I want you to just ask yourself, what in this is mine? Like what in this moment right now is mine to fix? Or is it somebody else's behavior that I'm not responsible for and I'm just on a receptive end of? Get in the habit of observing. Okay? Objectively observing. Hope you guys have an amazing week. I hope you guys take care of yourselves and I hope you guys take care of each other. <laughs> that's it and that's all. Take flight.